0: Hey, everybody, you're listening to Living Theology with the Luby Brothers, a podcast dedicated to understanding and living out the gospel, the gospel that brings us to God and transforms us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. We are your hosts, Doug, Greg, and Mark Luby. This is a special podcast
1: because we are all in person together. Doug, will you uh, share what we're talking about today? Today we are going to be talking about friendship. And this episode is specifically about what our friendship has looked like together. But it's a unique time for us, not only because we're in person, but why we're in person. And Mark is getting married two days after we're recording this. So yeah. We're excited to be here. We're all here. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming here. Yeah, it's good to be here in person. Greg and I get to be co-best men in Mark's wedding, and Mark and Greg were co-best men in mine, and Doug and Mark were
2: co-best men in mine, yeah. so, so
1: you, guys, is, you guys are returning the favor now. This is is great. Spiritual. For Greg's wedding, our toast was five, six minutes long, and... <laughs> I think it was longer. Was it longer? I, I think it was like for like a while. I think it was like ten to fifteen minutes. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, maybe it felt longer. <laughs> well, it felt long when you guys did my test, because it was ten minutes. And stuff. <laughs> How long did we go for years? I don't know, but one of the guys who was at the wedding, actually a guy that had discipled a person who discipled dad, was saying that he felt like. Ah, oh, the plane is landing on this toast. They're sharing all these nice things. All right, it's coming to a conclusion now. And let's go, oh, the plane's <laughs> taking back off again. And so the plane was going down and up. And since Greg and I have been kind of talking about what we're going to do for you, we've got it in mind four or five back and forth <laughs> yeah. between us. And none of us are that concise with speaking. No. I think it's something that we're working on in Good. general. And we're going to do a wedding actually next weekend. It's yeah. the first one that I'll have ever done. You're officiating it? Yeah. I actually didn't know that. No, so I'm really excited about that. So it'll be three weekends in a row that I'll be at a wedding. But yeah, I get to officiate, Thanks. which is a really sweet thing. I'm trying to do eight to ten minutes. I was originally <laughs> going to do six to eight minutes, but then they have two passages that I'll be doing. Okay. Yeah. okay. Ephesians 5, which is a standard, and then Revelation 19... I actually don't know the exact verse numbers, but like 5 to 7, which is yeah. the marriage supper of the Lamb. What verses are you all doing? Brian is talking about what God has joined together, let no man separate.
2: Greg, what passage did you do? We did... I believe it's Matthew. We did a couple different passages, but I think Romans 5. He demonstrates His own in love for us, and that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. I don't remember what the other ones were. I don't remember a lot these days. I'm so tired. Yeah, we did
1: Ephesians <laughs> <We're kidding>. 5. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to understand your tiredness. So Greg is about to have his third child. Well, Gretchen is about to have her, her child. So no, and their oldest just turned three. So Yeah, so we're two weeks out from that.
2: Yeah, yeah that's crazy. That's a lot nuts. of big events these days.
1: Yeah. yeah having one, I'm tired and... My wife has done (laughs) way more. So, I told Hannah the other day I had dad brain, <laughs> not
0: because I didn't. I'm, I'm just tired. So Greg's used yeah, that term. So I was like, I can say I have dad brain. Uh, yes, No, I don't. Not a dad. Paul was just, saying dad brain the other day. Yeah, dad, dad brain. I'm for that heard that. Yes, I feel it. I mean, use it till I, it's true.
2: I read three texts wrong and responded to them wrong <laughs> in ways that were pretty bad. One of them was from work where someone posted something publicly, and I was like, Hey, didn't you mean to post that? And I realized I didn't read it closely. Then Doug sent him. A Message to her family about Ruth. She <laughs> said it's her first flight, and I read her first fight, yeah, and she's like, wow, six months old. I was like, wow, that's, that's intense. And then, Aggressive child. And then, yeah, two of them had consequences, but one of them, that one, wasn't as big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so just holding on. <laughs> uh, that's one. It, it is
1: great to get to be here for your wedding, Mark. It's fun to actually see you guys in person because this is the first time since. Christmas that I've seen you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: haven't
1: met Ruth. And I just met her today also. Yeah. So does you haven't
0: even have me met Hannah in person? No, you?
1: I've not yeah, I've not met Mark's fiance soon to be wife in person yet. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <weird> like, <laughs> Greg's grand, sons and Gretchen haven't met my daughter Ruth either. So yeah, it's such a strange time with yeah. everything going on. And that's even part of why we're wanting to talk about friendship now. One to reflect on what our relationship has looked like But also because the season has been such a lonely one for so many people. I think people are feeling that need for friendship. So we wanted to talk first about what friendship has looked like for us. And then as this conversation continues, we'll probably talk about a few more things related to friendship. But it's been fun to even be coming here and reflecting on the last decades now. It's kind of crazy to be 31 and thinking about Being little kiddos with you guys, and then around high school, developing more friendship with them, even more when I was getting into college, is when it felt like our friendship really changed. And we were always around each other and stuff, but as we respected and loved each other, (laughs) and (laughs) grew up wrestling together, wrestling and (laughs) fighting and having like fun fighting. But Mark is the little guy, I would. be wrestling with us and we hit him and he'd cry a bit. We're like, shh 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 <laughs> we're trying to get mom and dad to not hear off. Mark's crying. And they hear it. They know like every time but they just got used to it. And so we're like, okay Mark, um, you're so tough. You're so big. <laughs> You so can give get a dollar if you don't <laughs> I'll let you punch me. <laughs> yeah, you can punch Greg once, and you can punch me twice <laughs> in this stuff. I get Mark would be like, okay, okay. <laughs> and he'd punch Greg, and Greg would go, oh. <laughs> get back and do it
0: man. Yeah. As three boys growing up, it's not uncommon that there's wrestling going on in the house. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was we, always fun
1: wrestling, but then yeah. inadvertently, always, somebody gets hit in the face, yeah. or like a little bit more of a punch that kind of knocks you out. <laughs> we break a hole in the wall. Yeah, I think the amount of holes yeah. I've put in a wall,
0: personally, is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> think of kicking Greg down the stairs in Iowa, and uh, yeah. we were, well, we were on the stairs wrestling, I kicked Greg down, as
1: his knee went, through the mm-hmm. mom and dad were gone and then i tried to like, super guilt trip you guys on that one do you
2: remember i don't know he called mom yeah but like, i just remember like trying
1: to rub it into you i must have been upset at you or something <laughs> yeah. i was like look at what you did <laughs> <laughs> annoyed or something i it's funny that you guys don't remember that because i remember like that thinking like as you guys did that that I was a jerk to y'all that well it's okay so yeah I'm sorry <laughs> you have not been holding that in apparently <laughs> <mother. laughs> like, I'm the one that's only yeah. held on to that memory <laughs> 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 whereas yeah, you guys are probably more we yeah. are forgiven we are
2: just concerned about the hell
1: in the wall <laughs> <laughs> how did we do the one playing ping pong downstairs or who did that that was me also so (laughs) we are playing sting pong
0: where if you you're playing ping pong it's round robin you're picking up the paddle running around the table and if you uh, miss or if you lose then someone gets a hit or throw a ball at you and you were standing in a mini hallway deal where there's a door on each side to my name greg's room and you were standing in the middle and I wanted to really get a powerful throw on you, because when you're the youngest, you always have to get... When you get a shot, you take it. <laughs> and, like, like Dad always says, as the youngest, you'll take 100 or 1,000 hits if you can get one good shoot shot. <laughs> but I, this is me probably in high school at this point. And uh, so I, you were standing in between. And,
1: with my shirt off, arms up in the air, yeah. ready for you to <laughs> sprint at me and throw this. And, big so, ball and I sprinted at you, and... I had no plan to stop myself until I put my
0: hand through the wall. And so I ran up to throw the ping-pong ball at you, and I had to stop myself by putting my hand up against the wall and put my hand through the wall. And then I had to keep calling Mom or Dad after putting holes in the walls. Um, and they were always
1: like, are you guys okay? Yeah. Yeah, so it's
0: like very concerned. They're not ready to just blast us. And so Mom, I think, was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, well, how, how big is the hole? And I said... It's about the size of my hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> or the
1: size of my hand, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, then we, I mean, for Greg, your high school Spanish video, we broke some of the blinders. In, <laughs> yeah. And then we had a hole in the wall in Japan on that paper door. Yeah, that was like, me throwing <laughs> a money bag at, at Greg in anger. <laughs> Whose back was it that went into our wall?
2: Our middle linebacker on a high school football team put our defensive (laughs) lineman through our (laughs) wall on accident. (laughs) I mean, kind of on the same foot. What
0: was the story in Japan? A human-sized wall. That's one of, I guess, just my sin, my struggle with anger. um, There's probably a lot of holes from our (laughs) sin. Yeah, there's a lot of holes from our sin. Some of them were just playing around. Yeah. (laughs) But that was when we were in Japan, and uh, I was upset with Greg, and I had a bag of money you know this wallets that you put around your neck it's just like heavy coins and i was very angry and i threw it at greg and fortunately i'm not a good i don't have much control when i'm angry and <laughs> throwing something and so this was my sin again playing out as a what a 10 year old nine 10 year old probably and so I threw that at greg and missed him where he ducked and... <laughs>
2: dodged it. Dodged it.
0: <laughs> and the money bag went into this paper door and broke it. And then again, I had to confess yes. and I think offer to or pay to get the door fixed. But I, I think even as I reflect on that, of like it is interesting thinking through all the childhood memories because there's so many of those patterns that emerge of some of the struggles I've had as a child. Things that we've actually, you guys have seen over the years, and actually have helped me walk through through the years. Even just thinking of that story, it is funny to reminisce it, but it's also like, I am so grateful to have you both as people who really have known a lot of the depths of my sin and struggles, and have loved me through those seasons. And I'm grateful for that. Even coming into this marriage, being two days out, Happy, Mark. thanks, and being two days out, having the support of you guys as well as so many brothers and sisters, and
2: just family, and so it's a blessing. Yeah, we were talking earlier just that in friendship and life there's just so many high highs and lows lows and it's been such a blessing to be able to be there with one yeah. another through those times and through those experiences and some of the lowest times of my life or times mm-hmm. where I've been either wrestling with sin or living in secret sin and have called Doug or Mark and just said, Hey, here's mm-hmm. something I've been struggling with and being able to one, have someone to talk to, but also I think we really feel safe with one another knowing that we're going to view each other in light of the gospel, that we're going to really encourage each other and having the years of friendship to know what do we need at the time in different moments and circumstances. There's times where we really need help. There's times where we need encouragement. There's times where we need to be told to go a different direction. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's confronting. Sometimes it's encouraging. Sometimes it's being patient. Sometimes it's just listening. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just been such a blessing to have that, but also have the years built up where we kind of know a bit, okay, I'm getting a call, like what's needed here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do I come down with a hammer or do I, you know? Yeah. I was reading through Thessalonians and doing that with a guy I'm discipling a couple weeks ago, and hmm. I can't even remember the exact passage, so I'm paraphrasing. So we're talking about some people need exhortation, uh, but then there were other things of challenging or warning, and there's all these different commands for how to even treat Christians and saints at different times for mm-hmm. where they're at and that takes wisdom but something we're also called to do in a friendship yeah and mm-hmm. we need to even make sure that our friendships model all of those and yeah. not just one yeah <laughs> not just <laughs> not just a hammer. hammer not just a hammer <laughs> not, just rebuke, yeah. <laughs> not just a hammer looking for nails you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, the carpenter who only has a hammer because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we some nails in each other. Sometimes
1: inadvertently, sometimes intentionally. One of the things, that is even thing about the relationship that we have there, because I've tried at times to rebuke somebody, maybe in the ways that I've rebuked one of you guys before, and it just didn't work. And it went <laughs> so badly. I was like, what in the world? Although the reality is I probably wouldn't have wanted that person to rebuke me in the way that I was rebuking them. And I was kind of... Not even realizing my hypocrisy there. But the relationship that we have does allow us to go somewhere in more trust. John Newton said a lot of really harsh <laughs> things to his church. And he said that often young pastors tried to imitate him and say like really harsh things to his church, but then lost the heart of the people in his church. And he said, they don't realize that I've been here for years and my people know how deeply I love them. And I can say anything and they know that I care about them. And there's times that rebuke has been necessary. But I think even thinking about the long run, yeah. how much more encouragement has really been what I've needed from you guys. Mm. And even thinking about now when I was so low in Malaysia and you guys were there for the summer trip. I was you thinking want to share some about your experience there? Yeah. I was thinking about it because we're going to have a bunch of soda water for
2: Mark's bachelor party. bachelor party so
1: <laughs> i got a bunch of soda water here it's the way we do it
2: um You're probably lost some of our listeners yeah you were, we're in, in malaysia. malaysia yeah so i was
1: in malaysia i had been there for half a year on the campus and i was so low it wasn't really because of Malaysia, as much as just so much of my own sin was coming out in those days. I was just anxious constantly. I lost a ton of weight because I couldn't eat for a month. Angry, bitter, and then depressed. And then you guys coming in, I think y'all arrived about a month after. I had been really even just tempted to end my life. And so then you guys being there and being with me in a season that was so low and even those couple of days sitting in the executive lounge of this hotel and just drinking a ton of soda water and you guys would go hang out in the pool and then come back up and be with me and I just sat in the lounge just like I... Don't think I've got energy to go sit in the pool. Which is you guys even being there with Taking me. making glass bottles of <laughs> what's that water Perrier? Perrier.
0: <laughs> glass bottles of like Perrier, like as bougie as it gets. We're <laughs> drinking
1: dozens because they were free in the. They world. were free, it's so we we're probably like, had like fifty <laughs> of <now>. these. <laughs> so no one's ever abused that as much as <clears throat> we have. <laughs> I'm sure that after have, that, they didn't like, have them a
2: year later. Yeah, yeah well, back to that, that was <laughs> like a pause <laughs> <policy> change situation. <laughs> only, <laughs> only like cans of
1: soda water now, so. Yeah. Sorry, here right. yeah. <laughs> Go <ahead. Yeah, laughs> Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Having you guys there with me as I was so low and discouraged and. It was a sweet time. and I think
0: we've all kind of had seasons with that, too. And I think in this season, the times I've been on the phone with you guys both lately and been sharing my sin, again, if you guys would have been hammers for me in the last yeah. few weeks, it would have probably crushed me a little bit. As I'm getting ready for marriage and working through all my realities of life and the difficulty of the weirdness of this season and figuring out how to do a wedding well and that and personal stuff and all the above, but anyways. The times I think of just like being on the phone with you guys lately, like this has been a season where like I really do rely on supportive community, and
1: mm-hmm. like we've
0: talked about this of like the idea of being like a lone Christian, it just doesn't really doesn't work, and but I think even yeah some yeah. of my weaknesses have I think over time just like grown my appreciation for community. Think of that especially when I was graduating high school, my worst day. Well, one of my worst days of my life was my senior year graduation from high school. I was actually, like, sitting on the stage and I was gonna give, like, a word in the ceremony, but I was just, like... The s-
1: student body speech or...?
0: Yeah, I was, like, a... I was a student body president, so I was gonna give, like, a short charge or something, and... But I was, like, just depressed. Just so overwhelmed by sin and shame. Even just, I had, like, a three to six month season, and feeling low to the point of death. Like, I don't think I was suicidal, but I was, like, I, I want to be dead. One of the things I was continue to see is the difficulty specifically of this season on people's mental health it just shows us we need community mm-hmm. but yeah going through those flows and like having people communicate the grace of god to me remind me of what's true and teach me what's true about christ yeah. and the gospel and the hope that i have and the acceptance that i have that i'm not defined by my sin that romans 8 one there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus james will be at the wedding in two days and yeah he was a huge mentor to me in that season. He's actually reading Romans seven twenty four to, I believe, eight seventeen, And then we're having another friend read the second half of Romans okay, cool. Like, that's an
1: example of, like, yeah, friendship coming in in a season of, like, low. Yeah, because we were minutes. all together for that summer after you graduated. And that's when you met James, and he was a significant role in your life. And, Greg, you were spending a lot of time with Mark. Yeah. and. I I had a great conversation with you one night around the fire. Yeah, I don't even know how much of the conversation I actually remember, but being at the fire, and you were just sharing a lot of this stuff of being so low and just realizing... Mark, my concern for you is not that you won't memorize enough verses, have enough quiet times, that you won't do enough good things. Because it seemed like you you were just like, I need to do more, I need need to 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 do do more, more. I need to confess more of my sin. If I just do more, then all of this junk that I'm wrestling through would go away. Yeah, and it's exhausting. Oh, miserable. I'm just going to try harder to get out of my depression. Uh, it's not working. It didn't work for me. And world. I will
0: internalize the shame every time
1: I do it out of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like my my concern for you is that you won't do more, but that you don't understand grace. Yeah, and I didn't. And now seeing, even just how the Lord used that season in your life to understand the gospel, and just how much that's become a part of your story to understand grace as sweet, so even a couple of weeks ago or months ago, one of the guys in my Bible study was really struggling with some pr- very similar things. Hmm. And it's just it was a blessing to say, hey, do you wanna call and talk to my brother? And so then he did talk with yeah. you and that was really helpful. And, and one of the things along these lines is that it's sweet to have friendships that last a long time because you can actually see God changing people. Because you can see somebody's strengths sometimes within five minutes of meeting them. Yeah. You can see their weaknesses often very quickly as well. But then to actually see how the fruit of the spirit is being born in another person's life, how they're actually different than they were before. It really does take time. And it's a sweet thing. And great to even think about you now as a leader and as a dad and the intentionality that you live with after, like, kind of being all over the place and yeah. <laughs> in a fun way. And now you still have that unique creativity. But then the man that you are today, oh, the Lord has done something different in who you are. And that was an example of Dad having a really intense conversation
2: with yeah. you. Kind of, who are you going to use your influence for? Yeah. Is it going to be positive or negative? Yeah. Which is a really good word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Just using it to make people laugh, <laughs> <laughs> which has value. Yeah, has in value. the right
1: context, and even that strength still to be a gatherer, to be fun, to bring people in. Like, yeah, oh, I appreciate that you have that strength. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now the way that you use it today versus in the past is like, oh, you can actually see how God's made you, mm-hmm. the man that He's intended you to be. And it's just sweet to see how God's done a lot even in the last 15 years, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things here that we're talking about that are really sweet and encouraging, but maybe we could even step back to... There were times where I think we were always good friends, we were always enjoying hanging around each other, but it wasn't always this kind of a relationship. So if you guys think through, what would be some significant things that you think back to in that transition?
0: Yeah. I mean, one that comes to mind, and... We're probably gonna hope to talk about this another time, but conversations about sexual purity was one of those. Honestly, like, mm-hmm. I remember I was an eighth grader. Greg came and just shared, you know, Doug and I are helping to just hold each other accountable in areas of sexual purity. Do you wanna be involved with that? And for me, it was just this weight off my chest. Cause I had just lied about my sexual sin for years. And, and it was like, oh my gosh, I can be open about it. And it took me a while be at the point where I'm like, I'm gonna just fully commit to honesty. I don't think I can undersell how significant a moment like that was for me. Okay, I've been struggling for several years in certain areas of sexual sin that I'm just not telling people about. Mm -hmm. And then here's this place of openness. That was huge for me. That was foundational.
1: That's interesting, because that's actually one of the main things that was on my mind, of thinking about when it got to the point of we're gonna seriously talk about this and even thinking about that as an older brother, realizing, oh, some of my own struggles have probably affected my brothers and I don't want to admit that I'm struggling with this stuff as their big brother. Like getting to the point of I really need to and even just to have accountability and And there is just something of if you're gonna go there <laughs> like what's off limits in that point. <laughs> yeah, that's an area that we just had so much shame, so much consistent struggle and seeking to see life different, and it it's not like sharing that with you guys took it away, it was a long period in my life before just substantial changes, you know, the gospel affects this area, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that you mentioned that, because that was actually the first thing that was on my mind Greg, and what's on your mind?
2: I'm thinking, even as I just know you Doug, as my older brothers, I've seen seasons of your life where you've experienced a lot of growth when you got into college and started having more of a hard to reach your friends with the gospel and as you started seeing deeper fellowship with other guys that you were around i think that was just really a role model to me of here's something Mm -hmm. i'm looking for and i'm desiring and i think that as you've experienced changes and mark as you've experienced changes Mm -hmm. and transformations of time of growth that that's at a time where since we've been so close together that god's kind of used in all of our lives and so as we were talking about earlier. Mark's Mm. transformation where he really understood the gospel for the first time. I think that's in a lot of ways where I started understanding the gospel in a deeper way than I ever had before. And I think that for our whole family that's kind of a time where we understood it in a different way than we had before. And so I think that whenever we're in really close community and fellowship the Lord uses the ways that we experience growth in our lives and change to Hmm. impact one another. And the lessons I'm seeing you guys got through. I need those same lessons, too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because I think I had believed, I would understood the gospel, I was saved, I was walking with the Lord. For me, that season of lowliness, depression, was just a stripping away of any other comfort. The only hope I had was the gospel, and it did launch me into a new way. Because I think before that, I was, I want to be zealous for my faith and go all out. Okay, I'm going to like do this, I'm going to go all out, and God's idea of my growth and my idea, my growth were very, very different. And I think for me, I'm gonna be this self-sufficient, super zealous dude, and God Mm -hmm. was like, no, that's not the picture of how you're gonna be conformed to the image of Christ. And it was actually through suffering. It is fascinating. I could not have gone through that season without the support that I had from you guys. And just thinking of all the conversations and all the ways that we talked, that conversation around the bonfire. That night you said, my concern for you is, I don't think you understand grace. That was so unbelievably freeing. There was nothing sweeter you could have
1: possibly said. Because I remember, like, (laughs) you don't understand the gospel, but in a way that was loving and yeah, true. And why that was not that I necessarily did, but I at least knew enough that there was something missing. Yeah, and
0: it's like we're always growing in our understanding. Yeah, even for me, that was so encouraging because that meant that maybe the solution wasn't me. Yeah, or that you just need to try harder. Maybe there's something to know about the grace of God. <laughs> that idea was such a breath of fresh air. My problems weren't something I could just solve on my own or I needed to just try harder. What if there's something of experiencing the grace of God in this? There's something I think I was completely missing about just resting in grace that I was like pushed to that night and been a turning point my whole life.
1: Yeah. I think there's also probably something where when I went away to college, thinking through my relationship with you guys, I think it was more my sophomore year of college that I really began to think, I want to give my life for other people. As people have invested in me, I really want to help others grow. And now I had been doing FCA and Bible studies in high school and trying to be intentional with you guys. In my freshman year, Jeff and I did investigative Bible discussion invited the students in our dorm to to come and talk with us and I Was doing some of those things, but I think that year was really a big transition for me Yeah, I don't think about you guys where if I thought through who are the people that I really want to care about Uh, Start with my little brothers and Mm -hmm. sweet to have other people in those years as well that I got to care about. I still think that was one of the things that dad was saying is that you're praying for people to influence. Your brothers are there. I think there's something sweet, uh, thinking about that time where I'm the big brother, and there's still ways where I'm kind of still the big brother now, but at that point it was more, okay, I'm going to try and initiate some of these things, I'm going to come home at Christmas, we're going to go have a quiet time together. I think we did some of those Mm -hmm. things. Versus now, it's becoming a lot more of just, we're all on the same page together, and there is a lot more mutually, built. and it was a mutual thing before that as well, but thinking through time in college, where some of the things that we'd get on each other for, or annoy each other, like, there's less of that, so... Typically when there was conflict around my high school time, it'd be Mark and I, probably butting heads, and Greg would be the intermediary mm-hmm. <laughs> turn like, I'll take the fall. I'll yeah. take the fall Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, t- so was the like, <laughs> <yeah, I'll follow laughs> like, That's where it was annoying too, because you're like, I'll take the fall. It's like, This is not about you, this is Mark and I being <laughs> angry and there's aspects of that. that can yeah. still show up now. So actually we tried to do a podcast <laughs> a thing, on right? friendship a week or two ago. It Did not work. It didn't work. So we were trying to do it from a distance. Mark and I kind of had different pictures of it. And we didn't really clarify what we're doing. Not Ben. We totally clarified what we're doing for this one. But we're more on the same page. And I was super tired. And it was like, I'm stuck in my position. And you're trying to move the conversation this way. And I don't want to go there. And so that's a week ago. So it's not as if that conflict that we had in high school when you were in middle yeah. school is no longer a part of our relationship. But at the end of that conversation, we decided, okay, we're not going to do this podcast. It wouldn't have been usable. No. So, <laughs> no. Uh, we had maybe five minutes of usable content. We've so had that. to throw out a few podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is okay. Yeah, um, it's okay. It's part of the process. We still get to talk. But then even at the end of that saying, hey, I'm sorry, because I wasn't willing to go where you were going. And part of it was that I was tired, but also part of it was probably some of that. I've got a vision for what I want this thing to be and not being willing to bend. So it is interesting even how some of those same conflicts still can show up. Yeah.
2: But then, at least now, I can apologize for it. Yeah. I think even thinking back a little bit while you are talking about, Doug, that you're spiritual influence on us has been so heavy and You really setting the pace for us on what it means to walk with the Lord to memorize scripture I remember growing up. You just knew so much scripture and I felt like that was just something that always Impacted me and not in a way that you just knew it but it actually meant something to you and so hmm. that's why it started memorizing scripture and then just seeing the way that you live with integrity in high school, to me that was a big influence even when I was kind of all over the place. I think I always just had such respect for you and wanted Mm -hmm. to be more like you. And then when you went to college and started trying to reach out to your friends, that was always just the example to me of what I wanted to be like. So, even now, as we're having talking to Jackson, he just turned three this week, and um, yeah, we're talking to him about like, you're gonna set the pace for your brothers. And mm-hmm. right now, we're talking about in terms of like obedience and disobedience, but also, you know, walking with the Lord. And so, for him, mm-hmm. that's something we're really gonna encourage him and exhort him in of setting the pace for his brothers, and something that we're mm-hmm. praying to, not just. Not in him just putting a hammer down, like, but really praying <laughs> that he would have a role in their lives like you've had in our lives, that yeah. he would walk deeply with the Lord and his brothers would see that there's something about his walk with God that they desire also. Mm-hmm. That's actually how I became a Christian, because. <laughs> uh, this is actually a pretty good story. Yeah, start. Uh, it's, again, we've all grown in, but um, <laughs> Doug was outside with one of her neighbors. I was probably five, you were probably seven. Mm -hmm. And I don't exactly remember, so I...
1: I think it was me and Jesse in the backyard playing a sport, and you wanted to join. And
2: and then (laughs) I went out and asked if I could play with them, and Doug, you said...
1: (laughs) I said, no, you can't play with us, because we're Christians,
2: and you're not. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a (laughs) five-year-old. I went inside and started thinking for a while and which sitting quietly was, i don't know if it was an hour it's not my thing hour and a half and yeah
1: not something that you did as a little guy
2: <laughs> yeah so i sat there for a while and just started really thinking you know i'm not a christian and, um, <laughs> i accepted i repented except christ and and I didn't even come out and play, I don't think. Um, but <laughs> I told Mom and Dad I became a Christian. And you know, then they asked me some questions just to make sure I understood. Um, uh, and it was, I think, really a genuine repentance, but I will already even use that. To, um, yeah. Do you sense. remember what you told
1: me after that when we saw me?
2: What did I say? I'm...
1: After that, you said... Doug, I just accepted Jesus into my heart, so now he's in my heart, which means he's no longer in your heart. Yeah, so I was
2: working out <laughs> some of the kinks in theology. And yeah. uh, Doug was changing his evangelistic approach <laughs> over the years. Yeah, so. yeah. That's,
1: but, uh, we've grown, but that's Yeah, the anti-friendship evangelism—not so yeah. not the best the tactics these
2: days. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, it's, it's just cool to think about that and how that's even grown. And- yeah. How the Lord's use that. Yeah. Thankful for the relationship that we've been able to have as brothers, and that's yeah. something I'm just definitely praying for my kids as well. As we have three boys now, um, <laughs> well, in two weeks I'll we'll have three boys, and it's just praying that they'd have that friendship. And I know there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs too, <laughs> and a lot of arguments and things like that. But I'm just excited to see how God can use that.
1: Yeah. Mark, yeah. well, it's fun to be here right before your wedding to get to celebrate with you it's fun to just kind of remember some of these things ways that we've been at each other in the past but ways we've really grown into where our friendship is now and so maybe this can be about where we end this podcast and then for the next podcast we can get into for people that are wanting to go deeper in relationships, like maybe what does it look like to really go about building biblical community? What are the challenges that we see?
2: We'll get more specific and tangible. Yeah, totally.
1: And
0: yeah, thank you guys. It is, it is such a blessing to have you guys here and going ask for better brothers or a better wife to be with Hannah and super grateful for that. I think one one thought I just want to end it on is a bit of zoom out and... Talk about the podcast itself. Like, this podcast exists because you guys are my best friends. Yeah. One thing I love is that when we do a podcast, it's typically longer than it should be, probably. <laughs> but... Um, <Yeah. laughs> But, but like we're gonna be twenty <laughs> minutes long. feel like this
1: one, I assumed would be twenty minutes, and I've realized recently yeah. that's not the case. But I think it's okay. The podcasts are, they're the. It's think, a form that is okay. I think it's a, a form that, is, that you've told me in yeah. the past, which is helpful. I think I don't know. <laughs> we we can work on it. Uh, we'll knows, work on it. Who um, knows? It. knows um, the fans
0: <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. I think the times we have before we actually get our podcasts together. It's often a good amount of time talking and catching up. It has just been ways for us to see each other, see the kids. It's just a blessing to have that friendship and blessing to have this project. One of the things I've even hoped is I don't know what the future holds. I know in two years I'm getting married, or two days. <laughs> two year's <Why> <laughs> timeline. <laughs> yeah, no, two days. Two days I'm getting married, and, you know, by God's grace... I would love to keep this project with you guys for the years to come. I want to continue to learn and grow and mature and challenge the way we think about things and grow through things. And yeah, I just love being able to do this podcast is a overflow of that. And I'd love to, honestly, like, my dream for it is like, what if we do this? What if we have 40 to 50 years together? You know, if the Lord wills, if we, if we make it to next year alive, you know, like, if the Lord wills and we live that long, like, yeah, I'd love to, like, what, what I, I don't know where it's going to go, but, like, I love the idea of just continuing these times together just for our relationship and our conversations mm-hmm. and being able to share and grow and develop as we've grown so much over the last years and even mm-hmm. over the last year and year or two, like, you know, I look mm-hmm. forward to the days ahead of growing and maturing as brothers and being able to just share that with others and the other friends we have and, um, so, yeah, anyways, love you guys. Love you, too. Me, too. And thank you all for listening. Hope you are doing well and staying in community. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We hope it's of encouragement to you and that you join us next time for another discussion. The music excerpts for this podcast come from the song Enthusiast by Tours, which is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution License. More information can be found in the show notes.